0: Boy, forever baby, That's your boy, artist. The girl's name is Sam. back in Podcast. the gap Are you Here, the girl, flaming, oh, auntie pig. Right, Ebony, A.K.A. Ebony with am from the Big Head Radio Show, and I'm with the King Tief Network, huh? What's good, it's your boy King T from the King T Network, and we are at location, specifically the Westside Production Studio. Shout out to this guy, Greggy Westside. Yes, sir. You can follow them at Westside Productions on IG, right? Yes, sir. Uh, you can follow them, and you can check out their website at WestsideProductions.media. Uh, check that out, and you can check out these amazing interviews right now. It's the King Team Network. We are back. Um, I got my guy, went in the motherfucking building, and we in Westside Production Studios too, goddammit.
1: Second interview. Second interview. Second interview. How are you, man? I'm good. I'm good. How are you?
0: Man, you grown, man. Yeah.
1: You, you know, grown back? grown this back and Yeah. a little bit of this.
0: You, you, this, you this is just had here. this yeah. last time. <laughs> So you, you definitely didn't grow.
1: Oh yeah, just November. I know the the interview dropped in January, but Facts. just, Facts. yeah, just, Facts. just November for the mustache. Uh, Is that
0: like a every November
1: thing? Starting last year, yeah. So okay. that was like the first time. I mean, obviously some people do no shave November, but mm-hmm. like, bro, when my neck grows out, that shit looks gross. It feels, it feels like shit, like Facts. I'm not doing that. So uh, yeah, no. Uh, Movember, you know, it's a charity for men's health. So mm-hmm. I put the little link in my bio on Instagram and had people donate to it. I think we, did like 40 bucks Beautiful. you know though. so i mean still you know Something? still 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 charity is charity gives me an excuse to you know rock a nice little stash you, come know, on. Know, what you know what i'm saying that you was
0: know. very interesting stash
1: yeah you know if i was a little bit skinnier the double chin wouldn't come out so much it'd look a lot better
0: you actually looked older with just the stash yeah you act like you actually look like you was in your 30s now you kind of look back in your 20s
1: even though even though i got gray hair right here that's because you be stressing. I be stressing. <laughs>
0: with these artists. <laughs> Lord have mercy.
1: I hate rappers.
0: Come on. All right. So let's talk about it. You started a podcast this year, goddammit. Yes,
1: sir. Me and Zach and uh, Walk9. Shout yeah, out so.
0: Zach. Um, and Walk9. And shout out yeah. walk he's, he's one of the videographers, right? Yeah, he's right over there. I know he yeah, yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But <laughs> what does he do in the function of I Hate Rappers?
1: Uh, He helps edit and he is our video guy. Oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, that's
0: beautiful. That's beautiful. Um congratulations thank you y'all came out hit it with a bang really um put the city on ner- notice that y'all here and y'all have like a fun feel to it i was actually a guest my uh, my episode never went came out yet but, oh yeah it did? Um, no it didn't
1: yeah it did why
0: did you not never send me anything
1: bro because i don't have any clips from it zach that's was supposed what to, happened zach was supposed to post <laughs> the clips <laughs> like,
0: so you have clips. maybe
1: or maybe i didn't make the clips i don't know if i have clips <laughs> But the episodes are out. This It's this, this a two-parter. It's about an hour on YouTube.
0: Okay, yeah. yeah. So I got to go check it out myself because <laughs> I didn't know it was out.
1: <laughs> you were the end of season one. And I think that's like when everything started to wind down for us posting and everything. Gotcha. And then when it kind of just came to that, it wasn't supposed to be like, oh, like season one, season two. But yeah. we were like kind of trying to figure out where. And it, it was kind of just a perfect ending yeah. to the first season. And then season two, we just started back, uh, started dropping. But uh, getting the clips and everything kind of going is, you know basically our challenge right now. I know TikTok changed how they want their clips to be posted. Damn. They want, you know, a minute fifteen or longer. Oh do they're, they. Oh yeah. And they're gonna pay a lot more for a minute fifteen or longer.
0: Say less TikTok.
1: YouTube, sixty seconds or less. Yeah. And then Instagram anywhere in the middle. I mean it really ninety seconds or less, basically. yeah, yeah, for you know. Videos, yeah. So um, it really just depends. But I mean everything is put in a real format if you post it as a video now. Yeah. So it you know, like ninety seconds or less, eh? You know, it just depends on what the people that follow you as well yeah. want to see. Yeah. So if they, if they want to see the same stuff that's on TikTok, then we'll just post that to Instagram too. Or we can chop it into the shorter segments for YouTube shorts and stuff like that. So that's just been our challenge for uh, getting the social media content rolling again. Got some merch coming. Yeah, I got, uh, I got trucker hats. I bought a little six-piece of Westside ones and I Hate Rappers ones. Okay. Sold out of the I Hate Rappers ones. Well, minus one because, I obviously, I had to keep one. Absolutely. You know? um, That's first one. But we're coming out with merch uh, through our website soon. Okay. So that'll be announced soon. And you can get your hoodies, T-shirts, uh, fucking probably beer koozies or whatever sure. else. Yeah, just all that. That's dope, man.
0: Yeah. That's building out the whole thing.
1: Yeah, Zach's setting that up, so I'm just waiting on him. Okay.
0: Yeah. Um, and talk about kinda how y'all two came together to make I hate rappers.
1: Well, I like Zach. Zach's a cool guy. He's a cool guy. <laughs> he's, a, Zach. he's a cool guy. And I you know, I've been on his radio show a handful of times and everything. And obviously being a promoter mm-hmm. and him being a DJ kinda of go hand in hand. And then the artists that he works with, uh, you know, a lot of them are my artists and then just having a good vibe with them and everything. I was just like, yo, you wanna you wanna start a podcast together? Cause I kinda wanted to get into podcasting. Gotcha. And he has more of a professionalism at that type of realm already. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, you know, I, if I'm gonna do it with somebody, I want it to be somebody knowledgeable. I want it to be somebody who understands, uh, you know, radio, podcasts, like that type of uh, kind of form of media. And then just also is knowledgeable on the subject matter that we're gonna be talking about. So it kinda just came together perfectly. And we were thinking of a name and then I just said, I hate rappers. And, he, and then That's he was like, yep, boom.
0: So, um, this is the uh, YouTube page, and I am on there. Let's see. Part one and part two, goddammit. I didn't even know. And we got 40-plus views. Yeah, motherfuckers, wait till I clip this shit out.
1: Bro, I, I only know one person who will be listening to every episode. Is, uh Cassie Lego. Oh,
0: I have one person, too. That listens but to every, every single, single one. one of
1: them. Every single one. Shout
0: out to you. We never say her name, though. She doesn't, she doesn't like
1: her. Whatever, Cassie Lego, shout out to you.
0: Okay, this is dope. I didn't even know this was out. Okay, so um, we're learning new things here, people. And y'all <laughs> gonna understand because it's gonna be a month later. Young, like, damn, you just find it out no
1: Damn, bro, that shit's been up for And July. it's been out two
0: months, already. Right? And I found out today in this podcast. Um, I want to stay on podcasting for a second because you, you broke some stuff down because podcasting is audio. Um, but it is visual now too. Yeah. It's very heavy visual um, in the space in general. Um, the big ones do it to the to us. You know what I'm saying to the motherfuckers younger, smaller than us. For you, you kind of understand each. You start you you you've understood social media before I met you.
1: Yeah, well I mean I, obviously you get Nobody understands your, it. Completely. You get your better grasp, you know, as you go.
0: But even you earlier breaking down like how, what TikTok wants versus what Instagram wants versus what YouTube wants. And now I even learned Snapchat, like Snap, like the spotlight. The Snapchat spotlight, yeah. That's a whole thing that every they're day, giving money
1: to. Every day, a million dollar pool of yeah. bread.
0: So it's like it's for, c- for creation, for content creators, it's the time. For podcasters, it's the time to do visuals. Like, if you're straight audio as your podcast, put your camera together. And if you if you know anything about audio, you can figure out the video. I promise you. Um, so, for you, what is the ultimate goal for I Hate Rappers podcast?
1: See, the thing is that I don't know. The goal is, has always been to teach people. Mm-hmm. So, the ultimate goal... Of like, oh, like, I want this to be a big podcast. You know, I want big guests. Like, yeah, that's great. Yeah. That's great. But what do those guests achieve? Like, obviously, we want to be able to, you know, make money, upgrade our equipment, upgrade our studio, upgrade the look and everything. And that's going to come with having some people on that we don't necessarily want to be on. But, you know, it's going to either generate revenue or we're going to get paid to have them on. And I mean, that that's just the name of the game. I mean, it is what it is. But, um, you know. The ultimate goal is for people to listen to our podcast, learn something, or think of something a different way so then they can learn off of their own success or failure Mm -hmm. and then continue to succeed doing whatever it is that they're doing. You know, you could be an artist manager, you could be an artist, you could be a photographer, videographer, and listen to some of these episodes and some of the stuff that goes on. And you could just sit there and enjoy it or you could learn something. And when you do learn something, you know, you take that knowledge that you have now and you implement that into your real life, and it makes a change for the better. That's that's the entire goal. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's always going to be the goal. I feel like, for most people, um, obviously you interviewing people a, a little bit different, but still, like the things that people learn from the guests that you have on, yeah. you know, that's like that's a huge goal that's to the hit. Key. Yeah, that's
0: the key stuff. Man. Like if you're not
1: going to learn anything, if it's not a comedy podcast, why are you turn tuning exactly. in? Yeah.
0: Exactly. That's
1: fact. So, um, where can they find it? I want you to tell the at @names again. So you can find us on Instagram at i hate You can find us on TikTok and pretty much everything else at i hate rappers pod. And you could just find us on wherever else at just like i hate rappers podcast. Uh, if you're looking up the podcast. And then, you know, worst case scenario, just type in i hate rappers Greggy Westside or i hate rappers Zachary Sinetko one of those two. You'll you you'll you'll be able to find it. I've been able to find it pretty easily. Yeah. Searching myself, yeah. On other people's browsers to make sure that I can, like... Actually know, get it. Get yeah. To it. Facts. That's Instead of me typing it a million times, I hate rappers. <laughs> you know what I'm saying?
0: So, um... Before we get off the I had have, I have, I have rappers, um... Who has been your favorite? Outside of me, of course. Who has been your favorite? <laughs> and who has been... And you ain't got to say no names, but who, what has been your
1: your worst episode so far um the one with danielle was definitely the worst episode
0: okay Um, i remember you talking about that bro (laughs)
1: look i'm gonna be honest danielle had no business being on there Mm -hmm. like zach zach brought you know we had a bunch of people be on that day Mm -hmm. we had we filmed like seven or eight episodes Mm -hmm. but there was no preparation for that that's why she had no business being Mm -hmm. on there she works you know with me and with zach she's done whatever she's done you know and dealt with whoever she's dealt with and we had a good three four minutes of conversation but there was no other prep work for it and then the whole time her and zach were just messing with me mm-hmm. which kind of throws off the vibe of like whatever you know we're got trying to achieve enough. yeah you're like because that because her and zach are just like every time i say something they're just like clowning me for a mm-hmm. second which is all right like it's, mm-hmm. it's cool but i don't know if like specifically that episode should have even made it out got you I, you know i, so I don't know favorite? my favorite episode um, I don't know, probably one of the first ones was Zach, honestly. Okay. I feel like we were kind of more structured, more knowledgeable about what to talk about and what to teach people. Uh Having guests on is great, don't get me wrong, I but I mean, what is somebody going to learn off of an entire episode of guests mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the guests trying to promote their stuff and the guests trying to talk about this and the guests trying to talk about that or we're trying to talk about something because the guests, uh, you know... Like it would just like make for better quality content for like clout. Like I think that you know that kind of strays away from the point a little bit, mm. and it's needed too, yeah. like to be able to get it's people to listen. Yeah. So, um, one of the first episodes was Zach. I I can't even name which one. I mean, I've had a really good experience with the whole podcast so far. So, it's pretty difficult to say like what's you know what's my favorite. Right. Yeah.
0: well I love it. All right. So moving into Westside Productions, right? Now, how old is Westside Productions?
1: Uh, January of 22, so about to be two years.
0: Okay, so you're about two years. You're basically a little bit younger than us. But um, you have amassed a great lineup of artists, videographers, um, and you work your ass off. Every Man, when you lock, lock me in with that calendar, I'm like, God damn! <laughs> Every day? Every day. Every day, but... Man, people don't understand that's what it takes to really do the job right. Yeah. You know, do a, a business right. Build a company. So, um, for you as a businessman, um, what was the ultimate goal starting Westside Productions in January 2022?
1: The ultimate goal has pretty much stayed consistent mm-hmm. throughout all of Westside's existence, and that's... Um, Kind of spread our influence and make sure that we can work with independent artists at affordable rates or just to help them succeed Uh, whether that is shows whether that is studio whether that is management um, or just connecting people with people originally it was just a few of us and we were doing artist management we were doing shows we didn't even have a studio once we got the studio Okay, boom, shit gets rolling, more shows, you know, more people coming in. Oh, like, we need to really focus on social media. Oh, we need to focus on uh, building up our studio clientele. So, you know, everything kind of gets spread out, yeah. sometimes spread too thin, and we got to pull mm-hmm. back. I mean, I that, mean, that's, that's just, facts. that's what the business. That's yeah. business. So, um, from there, I mean, the goal has been to continue to work with these artists that we've been working with and kind of... Uh, not necessarily give them the platform, but give them to the tools to succeed mm-hmm. at best we can um, at not the cheapest price, but the most like affordable price for the good quality yeah. stuff. You know, uh, a lot of people, like our studio is $40 an hour and we run deals for $30 an hour sometimes too. Um, you're not getting $40 for the quality that we have here, for you know the vibe that we have here, for how our A room feels how our B room feels, you know, their B room set up. So it feels like you're at your friend's basement, you yeah. know, and yeah, obviously with taller ceilings, like extremely tall ceilings for no reason Definitely. in that. So I, this side just feels like, you know, a professional studio room. And when you walk into the booth, you got control over the lighting. Uh, it's got a cloud ceiling, it's got a turf floor. Yeah. So you feel like you're indoor and outdoor at the same time. Wow. You know, you get to control what mood you're in. You could have the lights on, you could have the lights off. Um, you know, and everything's set up professionally. Got professional engineers in here, got amateur engineers in here too, you know? I mean, it, it, we're here to help people develop and mm-hmm. grow. We're help. We're here to help artists develop and grow, Absolutely. you know? And I guess if I did have to say what the goal was, it'd probably be, you know, artist development through and through.
0: Mm. And I think that is seen in every aspect. So that's, I think that's dope. Because you, you set them, you have the studio, of course, you have management. You have uh, showcases, live shows, um, and was there one more?
1: Mm, no, I mean, I mean, I mean we, we have people, focus. yeah, like, we have people like that do specific things, right. you know, such as video or such as photo or this that. I mean, podcasting now, you know, right. but that's more of a studio type of deal. So, right. um, honestly, it really just depends on kind of how you uh, kind of how you view it, I guess, because our focus can differ from each individual's focus got you. that's within uh, our organization you know Absolutely.
0: So. so um i want to get into the roster so you do manage some artists some amazing artists we actually had a few on the show already uh, we got some, a few more to get on the show um break down who's on the roster specifically and then i want you to pick two or three and um emphasize why
1: so, currently to the date of October 19th, 2023, because this has fluctuated over time, we have Isaiah Linder, who has been around. He was our first artist that was signed. Wow. Carter Cloud, OG Mook, Cash Thomas, and Trip.
0: Okay, that's the five.
1: That's the five. So, gotcha. I can't really break down two or three. Had to break down them all if I do Absolutely. break them down. So, uh, Isaiah Linder, you know, that's, that's the guy. Right Obviously, I is. talked about him uh a little bit more extent last time he yeah. was i think he was uh i don't know i think the other guys might have just signed at that point i can't remember it might have been before it they did it
0: might have been before i yeah. know isaiah just signed
1: no nah, no nah. he he had been signed for a while okay yeah he he might just like so he he ended up re-signing the management deal and Got keep in mind you. everybody Got this you. is not a label this is management and so, what's the
0: difference because people don't be known
1: I, i'm not a bank The label is a bank, basically. Mm -hmm. It's a glorified bank at the end of the day. When you really break it down in the dumbest, simplest terms, they are a bank with extra resources. They're a bank that has multiple businesses ran with the bank being the backer of that. And then they give you a loan. Mm. And then they own a piece of your shit. I don't own any of my artist stuff at all. I just get a percentage of profits for the work that I do. Okay. Not for everything that comes in from them, Mm -hmm. but for the work that I do. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm a resource for them. I help with the business, like whatever, whatever business there is, I manage that. Okay. You know? I help with their social media content obviously the studio owning a studio is a nice perk you know especially Absolutely. if your manager has that Absolutely. Um, showcases you know shows when there's national acts that come in town whether I book them or not being able to help get them on uh, right. you know spread you know kind of spread their influence help with their marketing help with uh, you know their, their development just in general you know that's kind of a managerial role so okay. the artists I have, I'm their manager. I'm not, I'm not their label. I don't own anything. A lot of people get that kind uh, of, yeah, because... C- because once
0: you sign, it's like, oh, he signed to somebody. Like, yeah. no, it's different.
1: Yeah. No, when we had our signing day, we did that just for clout. Right. It was, it was just kind of goofy because it's like, okay, like this is, you know, it's a big moment when somebody who actually, like me, who has a studio, who has structure around, who has, uh, you know, a team that is there. And that team believes in the artist. Like mm-hmm. when you sign to somebody like me, it's different than if you're being managed by your friend mm-hmm. because there's more structure. Yeah. Even if like even if these are my boys, right. you know what I'm saying? It's it's different because at the end of the day, there is like le- legitimacy to you know be had. Yeah. I guess. The West yeah. Prod-
0: yeah. Production.
1: So with that, um, you know, the artist treat it more seriously than they would Mm. if not and when you treat stuff more seriously uh you know you kind of get a better output yeah i guess yeah yeah i
0: love it so moving into the show aspect of it because that's a big part of west side productions um the doing showcases what is kind of your um I would say the, the the most rewarding part about doing showcases, because showcases are long. They're like, you got to like drag people sometimes. And this is without the major headliner, because I want to talk about that too.
1: I mean, it's really just discovering new artists Okay. For, for like actual showcases. Tonight we got a show and there's two people who sold over 20 tickets. And there's a, there's probably like another five or six that sold over 10. Um, which is a pretty good lineup for, yeah. like, you know, a Thursday Night Showcase. Yeah. And, you know, the top artist is Chunk Boner. Um, I haven't met him. Chuck. Chunk! I'm going to bring you out Chunk. tonight,
0: my boy. Chunk.
1: Chunk See? Boner.
0: Chunk, I'm going to bring you out tonight, my boy.
1: So he he dropped a 30-piece, and then I think it's Nesto, if I'm not mistaken. Let me just double check. And have
0: you ever worked with these artists before?
1: First time working with both of them. Okay, Both 20-plus so for a showcase.
0: And that's kind of why you do them, mm-hmm. is to... Discover who can, who actually has a fan base, who actually can get a, people in. Okay,
1: hundred percent. And then also because it's just a showcase, there's not like a lot of pressure on, uh, you know, financial responsibility on either side. One, it does end up uh, producing, you know, a consistent stream of revenue for the business. And then two, mm. it produces um, an opportunity for the artist to get paid at a higher percentage rate, at least through my shows. Um, they get paid out um, a lot higher of a percentage, the more tickets they climb up, mm-hmm. um, and a lot faster than they would if there's like a headliner coming in. Cause if I have a headliner, there's three grand in expenses and you're bringing in $250 worth of sales. Well, how many people do I need bringing in $250 worth of sales for, for there to even be profit? You know what I mean? So it's like, you know, it's a lot easier to be able to get these guys actually paid with, whether it's, you know, shitty money or good money just depending on how much they sell mm. and that's a big part that artists don't understand is uh you know just the expenses behind everything oh, yeah. like if, bro if i step into a venue i'm at minimum running seven hundred dollars in expenses for, uh, for a no, showcase that's even no class oh yeah well but my dj yeah. like my, my cheap ass dj yeah. not like he's, he's a good dj but doing showcases for cheap my door person uh the no like the venue rental the sound guy uh you know the the bartenders you know for tips and shit like that like bro you can easily run seven hundred dollars in expenses Wow. like crazy easy wow yeah
0: okay so ticket net. is it is ticket it, nut, yeah talk about that because that's um that's something that's new um but it's definitely something you use for your showcases and for your shows so what what, what makes ticket net different
1: so Nut, I love Nut. I know the owner of TicketNut. So, Dan, right? Yeah, Dan Cole. Shout out Dan Cole. Shout out he Dan Cole. He was actually
0: one of my first, It was like my third interview ever.
1: First dude to book me on a show when I was a rapper. Come on. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, TicketNut, he owns TicketNut, him and a few other people. And um, so their ticketing platform is basically based on how he had modeled the shows mm-hmm. to for the ticket sales so okay. how you sell this many tickets uh you know and then this person sells this many this person sells this many you gotta go in that order of performances so mm-hmm. it's sh- like as far as i've been told it's the only ticketing service that is patented to live track ticket sales wow and, and give them time slots based on the ticket sales
0: wow live like live move it Every wow. time a single
1: ticket is bought, it moves it up as long as you show it like to the a public. Yeah. That's so, dope. Yeah. So it's easier for a promoter to kind of like track where these artists are selling. And then on top of that, they only charge us one dollar service fee. Plus I mean plus tax, but a one dollar service fee.
0: That's
1: beautiful. Ticket nut, you know, versus like a ticket master. Uh I bought I bought two tickets to see black in uh in November. And I think the tickets were supposed to be like $55 tax ticket fees 80 85 80 or 85 90 dollars
0: joe joe you was talking about this joe get them fees together and we talk about buying joe i know you got all this going on over them ticket come on because everybody want to see beyonce but we don't want to pay 50 dollars in ticket fees and shit. come on but that's a real thing
1: yeah it is a real thing and you know depending on you know like ticket nut is you know it differs because it has you know a handful of small promoters i'm as of right now uh the person with the most amount of shows on taking Night. are you yeah well by far too
0: so you can have so there's different promoters that have like is it is it kind of like um eventbrite where you make your own um kind of what is it profile
1: yeah so so
0: you can track what you've done under yeah okay yeah so like
1: it's more of a show-by-show show basis than, like, overall mm-hmm. with uh, Eventbrite and, like, the in-depthness, I right. guess. Uh, but you'd have to, like, go to Dan or to one of the people, and then they would get you a profile made. They'd send you an email, and then you'd log in. I am um, I break down to a lot of people how Ticket Note works for them. just And like I've made tutorials of, like, how to buy tickets properly and this, that, and the third, just because yeah. it's a little confusing. And, I mean, that's how it's going to be with the newer ticketing service. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I've... All the issues that I've had have been minimal. There's never been anything crazy. Um, and, you know, I, I really do love the ticketing service. Like I, I do, it's it's very efficient. It's very cheap mm-hmm. for people to buy tickets. You know, if you're buying a $15 ticket, your total ends up being like $16.83 wow. after tax. Like, uh, yeah, you know, not not $21 and 75 cents. Yep. You know, it's it's a lot more cost effective for people
0: that's that's yeah. great information because I did not know that yeah um, a lot
1: of people don't but that's why I use it yeah and it's also easier for, for the promoter to get paid out if you if you depending on your contact uh like you know a couple of my guys that um, work with me on shows I'm the contact point to Dan mm. so Dan sends me the money I ought to send the money to them but for me it's just like a you know, one-to-one transaction. Right. Then, you know, I get paid out a lot faster. Eventbrite, uh, I use that a few times, and you get paid out twice a month or, like, at the end of the week or, like, seven to ten days after the event's over and you got to wait for all that money. And then that would mean you'd have to front all the money. Right. So it's just like, dude, I'm not, I'm not doing that. There's so, no there's no way I'm doing that now.
0: So it's more efficient for promoters to be able to do more shows. Right,
1: 100%. Wow. And be able to promoters. pay out pay people out properly. You know, I yeah. used to have to wait for... Uh, Eventbrite to send the money in, and then half of the people would forget about the money, or like I'd be so busy that I'd forget about the money, and then two months later I, I book them for another show, and I see them like, oh fuck, here's your money. <laughs> like, wow. Like that, uh, it, it's just it is what it is. If you're waiting that long, yeah. and, then, and then on top of that, you know, I mean, obviously you get taxed on whatever, but um, you know, it's they, I don't know, the taxes and fees with uh, Eventbrite is just, you know, I don't know. I like I like taking that. Taking
0: that, go get that um moving into the studio right so you get the studio in tune last year or this
1: year march of 2022 we got the b room side well what is now our b room side it was our Uh, only side okay and um put that together opened by may and had that running then this year we got our A-room side. Got you. And then Christian J built up the entire A-room side in this room, so everything you see is 100% attributed to Christian J. You know, my guy. My guy's a carpenter. He is an audio engineer. He's everything, bro. Like, this dude, he put in the floor. He's going to put in a new floor because it's cracking a little bit. <laughs> um, he built this desk. Did he really? Yep. Oh, that's hard. Custom desk built by him. Um, he put the window in right there that used to just be like a closet. Uh, he, he actually he's made the, these are like, uh, sound diffusers mm-hmm. and there's multiple around the room. He made those by hand. What? Yep.
0: Oh, this is state. we nah, are right We've hit a lot of, uh, like the business, right? Yeah. Um, uh, but I want to, I want to touch on the, the guy, right? Okay. Do you ever
1: get overwhelmed with all of this oh fuck yeah dude oh fuck yeah that's like one of the hardest parts about it is like and i i I told this to the guys the other day you know they were saying you know sometimes you got to spread you know some responsibility and that's true and i i've I've tried my best to do that but it also depends on who you can spread the responsibility to and my example was uh with ob digital and walk nine I can't throw any more on their plate right now because I'm like, I'm listing things off. I'm like, bros in college, bros, you know, getting a consistent client base, bros doing this, bros doing that. If you succeed at that and you feel like you can take more on your plate, then take another, you know, take another serving. Like, walk like he's got two jobs. He's got this. He's got the podcast. He's got social media content. Like, if he you, if you gets thrown another thing, is that thing gonna be 100% successful? Right. Like, how long have you been doing all of these things at the same time for? And, you know, that's been an issue in the past for people mm. that I've worked with, that have worked for me in here, mm. and just myself, you know, trying to like get a, get a grip on uh, being able to do all these things at once. Mm. And I feel like everything kind of came to, you know, a breaking point for me at, at one point last year um, in 2022, and that's why I quit making music.
0: Wow, really? Yeah,
1: I was having panic attacks, like, bad. I was getting overwhelmed, I was getting stressed out, and I just couldn't handle everything on my plate. And, you know, like, you got a relationship, you own a business, you're responsible for other people's, you know, success, Mm. you know, livelihoods. Um, On top of that, like, oh, like, I'm engineering at the studio. I'm, like, you know, I'm working, I'm managing two, three, four, five artists. Right. You know, and it's just, like, everything piles up, and it's, like, what I expect. But, you know... It wasn't. It wasn't what I wanted anymore. Like I love being within the music industry, and I always said like I'll never like quit making music. I guess I lied, but you know, what I mean, like it, it just got to a point where you know that isn't the thing that's going to be the most successful. It's not where I'm going to be able to make the best impact. And if I can do my best to make the best impact and affect people's lives for the better, I'm going to choose that path 100% of the time. Yeah. You know, even if it's like a dream that I've had for half a decade and something i worked for hard and spent tens of thousands of dollars at for a half decade or more Fuck it whatever like really yeah like now i'm here right and i'm putting all my money and energy into this and i don't have panic attacks anymore wow and it was just like i don't know it was just nice to like not have that stress and now that i'm not an artist not a performer you know i kind of see the full scope of things more and i can Mm -hmm. see uh, you know, perception and other people's perception of certain things about artists now that I really didn't take the time to try and see before. Yeah. And I, and I know what it's like being a, you know, an independent artist and that helps me manage artists a lot better because I know exactly the same type of feeling that they've gone through for certain, you know, certain things like, yeah. Oh, like, like uh, dude, like, I, I just, I want to make music. Like, you know, I'm not like, it's hard posting on social media. I'm like, yeah, it's hard. It's really fucking hard. And it's hard for me to still post consistently, too. Like, I get it. Don't get me wrong. But, like, do you want this? Like, that's the question. If you really do, you're going to do it. Or you're going to make sure you're going to delegate. Like, you know, there's only so much. Like, if you have 100% of control of your shit, then you got to do 100% of the work. The more control you give up, the more that you have other people do, you know, it makes it a lot easier. But at the same time, that's like, you know... It's, oh, am I, in, am I an independent artist or am I trying to sign to a label? Mm-hmm. And when you think of it like that, okay, like I'm giving up a lot of control to the label. I just got to focus on making music. But then you're even giving up control of your music sometimes yeah. and what's, what type of music's being made when it's coming out. Mm-hmm. But you have a lot less work to do. But that there's sucks. But there's a better team working around or there's just a team, not necessarily better. Or it's just there's people there, but it's worse, you yeah. know? But you gave up control and that's like that's kind of you know what you got to do sometimes whether it's going to be good or bad and you got to test that out you know there's been plenty of people in here that haven't worked out and you know whether it's a mutual thing whether it's a one sided thing you know like there's been people that where it's like dude there's no reason they should have been west side like uh, at uh, all
0: but you have to figure that out
1: yeah and it's like how
0: do you go through that like how how is that like for you personally Figuring out, all right, this person doesn't work for what we're trying
1: to do. I mean, it's it's a two way street. Mm. That's I mean, and that's like the main thing is that um, without really diving into any situations, um, when you are not benefiting from being here, and you're also not putting anything in, Mm. then what's the point of you being here? Mm. Or if we're putting a lot of effort in yeah if we're putting a lot of effort into like let's say it's you personally Mm. right let's say like oh you've been here for six months and uh you know you you do the podcasting and you do the clips but you just you'd never post it Mm. and then and then shit gets hectic for a month and then you're gone for a month you don't talk to anybody for a month and then you're back in it but you're still not posting right you know like that and that nothing of that happened but like let's just use that as an example. So, what's the point of you being here, T? Facts. You know what I mean? Cuz like, bro, you could be doing the same shit somewhere else in your house even Facts. without any pressure from us. Facts. And without us feeling or without feeling obligated to us, without us breathing down your neck, being like, "Yo, like <laughs> we we got to get this shit rolling." You know, the people that are here, they want to, you know, take everything serious. They want to make sure that, you know, shit gets done. Mm-hmm. You know, get shit done is the motto, man. Yeah, so, nice. you know, when stuff can't get done, you know, what, what's the point? Right. And, I mean, no hard feelings to anybody, I, like, if that goes on. Or in the Never future, has been. Because yeah. may be somebody oh, that you
0: yeah. thought was right, but wasn't when yeah. you actually got them in here. Yeah. That's just, that's facts. But that's being a good, great businessman. Because the heart sometimes the hardest thing is having the conversation. Like, yeah. all right, this doesn't work. All right, let's not bullshit this. Because you know how many times people just bullshit things until... Either that person ends up leaving, or two years go down and no th- nothing's got done. And what we don't understand is that space can be provided for somebody who may be the one that's gonna blow everything up. You 100%. know what I'm saying? You can only focus on so much. So man, that's that's huge that you know that and are willing to act on that.
1: Yeah, and I mean the tough part is that you build personal relationships with these people, yep. and you know you don't see them as much or you don't talk to them as much. Um, you know. Alexander Moses, I feel like is probably like the the best example of that because that was like the most mutual. Um, shout you out know, Alexander. He yeah, shout out my guy. But it was the most mutual breakup that I've ever had. <laughs> really? Like really? so, yeah, because like bro, I, like he he has a bunch of shit going on. all of that. You know, well this is before Elty. Yeah, okay. This is right before Elty when you know he left and you know I kind of just like laid it out. I'm like, look, like you know we agree on this part, and I laid out, boom, boom, boom. He goes, yeah like, the structure of everything, and you know, you know, what we had to get going, and I'm like, all right, look, like, coming up, I need this, 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 this. And I just, like, I laid a bunch of shit, I'm like, bro, like, you know, like, all this stuff needs to get done. Do you think you're going to be the guy to do it? And he's, like, goes, like, I believe in the studio, one day, I'm on the phone with him, he's like, yeah, I got this. Calls me the next morning, he's like, yeah, bro, honestly, I thought about it, I don't, I don't think it's going to be the best idea. And I'm just like, I don't think it is either because if you can't get that done because you have other stuff going on, mm-hmm. then, you know, I'm not trying to load your plate up. Right. I'm not I'm not trying to rely on you not getting it done. And I'm not right. trying to like give you a workload that you can't handle because yeah. you you're only one dude. Right. Like if I'm giving you 25 graphics that need to be done by next week, you can't fucking do that. If you also have to take uh, like a lot of other paid commissions, doesn't make sense for either side like at all but that's my god though that's my god no but that's <laughs> yeah. real business yeah
0: that's real business and what people don't like to talk about is the business like yeah. it's real business and if we want to get to big business we got to do the, the small business right mm-hmm. and that's having the conversations that's mutually understanding it might not work mutually understanding. it may have worked for a couple months but it don't work now you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and, and being okay with that and still being that's your guy. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Y'all didn't fall out personally because of business, yeah. and that's being a good business person. <laughs> yeah. It's that you can keep a personal relationship after the business may not have worked. Um, so man, I, I really want um, the, the two things we do here, is, um, the one you did last time, but this is the new one that we put in, it's, uh, it's the manifestation of whatever you're trying to do, but I specifically want to focus on the manifestation Of Westside Productions so I want you to talk about or talk on um, what you believe you want to see in the next year to two and a half years to five to what Westside Productions will become
1: I want to see tours I want to see artists with more streams I want to see artists with more engagement on their socials. I want to see the studio being booked up 24 7 you know I want to I want to see success in whatever light that brings for each individual that's in here you know whatever they see is that success and I just want to see a general sense of happiness yeah. you know like you know like you said you came in here you you felt that vibe of like family and stuff if we don't have that it doesn't matter how successful we get because it's not that's not what west side is that's my manifestation
0: I love it that's I mean that's spot on too I love it um now, the last thing we do here is called Get It Off Your Chest, mm-hmm. um, and basically, maybe to talk shit to some people, or um, <laughs> uh, give some words of encouragement, uh, whatever you feel is needed uh, that you need to get off your chest, so you don't have that, that next, you know, that next, Panic attack. come on, <laughs> uh, get that off your chest before we see you
1: again. Andrew Lloyd, man, give me in the nominations. They come out Monday. I better be in there, man. That's all I gotta say. I know my guy been talking. You know what I'm saying. I need to get you on the pod too, so we can talk. Yeah. No, bro. uh, (laughs) I guess it's a little thing to get off the chest, but you know, I'm just playing. But no, but like for real, like I, 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 you know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. (laughs) I hope Westside got nominated pretty well for the Ohio Entertainment Awards. But I mean, at the end of the day, it really doesn't matter because it, you know, it's not validation for anything it's just i mean i guess it is validation but it's not what we need but it's, it's cool. what but it's what we want yeah. we want to make sure we're there in the same room as everybody you know we want to make sure that you know these people know that we are working as hard as we can mm-hmm. I love it. you know so uh the other shit getting off my chest um artists quit relying on promo codes to sell tickets i have been saying this i'm on the pod on i hate rappers a little bit and i'm gonna keep saying it And i'm going to keep like enforcing this type of stuff when it comes to show promotions i'm done giving you guys cheap promo codes because at the end of the day like i said earlier in the episode expenses if you sell 15 tickets or 10 tickets at 15 a pop that's 150 if you sell 10 tickets at five a pop that's only 50 bucks sell 10 at 10 it's 100 and you can average that math out to whatever but if you're selling and making 150, which is like whatever the slot is worth for that show, then that ends up going to the general show pod if everybody does that. One, every artist gets paid more money because you sold more money in tickets. Two, the business gets paid more and we're able to spread our influence more and being able to, uh, I don't know, get you pictures at shows and hire a photographer for that specifically to, to get you as many as possible, and not just have freelance people come in to take all the money that you just, got off of the show plus more and then three we're gonna be able to get better production value off of the show you know I'm not gonna say better venues because no classes one oh, of the top tier. Oh, top tier as a you know as a 250 or like right around that range capacity venue mm-hmm. top tier venue absolutely like it's one of the best Consistent but what happens when we need a bigger venue what happens right. when you you're like hey greg book me a show and i can bring in 150 people and i can't get a venue that's gonna you know support 500 people because there's gonna be a couple other people that can bring in 150 people as well what happens then we can't get that venue because we never got to the point where we had the money to right. being able to explore that right. you, you want to know how much the ODN costs when we booked that and okay. in, in uh 2021
0: with the wise and flow right
1: yeah yeah three grand Three grand. Three
0: grand. And that was their last show. That, that was, was their, their last, last
1: hip hop yeah. show. I don't know if they're, what they're doing now, but yeah, they're doing yeah. all types of shit. Yeah. But like, dude, I know, I know venues. Anything that's like a seven hundred cap to fifteen hundred cap, thousands of dollars a night. Yeah. You're, you guys aren't bringing that in. Yeah. You know, think about what is the actuality of the business is around you, and then just understand that. So stop relying on promo codes.
0: Two things I want to say before we get out of here. One, I Hate Rappers Podcast will be on the red carpet for the OEAs this year. Yes, sir. It's officially announced, y'all. Come on now. We're going to bring out the whole city for this motherfucker. <laughs> 3,000 people. Yes, sir. Angelo, you already know what's going on. Secondly, artists. God damn it. Start thinking of yourself as a business and not an artist. You are a business, you are a company, you are an entity. You are something that people want to come by. You can sell stuff off your name, merchandise, your name, your face, your likeness, all of those things are money makers. But if you look at yourself as a person who makes music, you are losing. I promise you, because all they're going to do, especially when you start making good music is take everything else from you because they know the business. So artists start thinking yourself as business, your website what you put out, how you put it out, your relationships, your partnerships, your management. You are a business artist. You are not just here. You are not just an artist. You are not just a musician. You are a business.
1: And just remember, all you got to do is take that first step for it to start progressing towards that next step.